And welcome to Rehim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you are joining me today on jradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, here's what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. <laughs> those of you who heard mute, like, what happened to the radio? What's going on? I didn't hear anything over here. We had technical difficulties, technical difficulties with the board that we have, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Hodu Hashem, Kitov. What I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is that it is so, so wonderful, so wonderful to be alive. Thank you, Hashem. We, this is such a beautiful, beautiful time of year now. We had Shavuos. What a beautiful Yamtif, three-day Yamtif. Did you have a beautiful Yamtif? Seriously, did you have a beautiful wonderful, amazing Yamtif. these past, the three days Yamtif that you had, wasn't it amazing? We were able to connect to Hashem. We were able to connect to our families. We were able to connect to our husbands, to our wives. Thank you all of you for your feedback. I'm talking about the past show that we had on Erev Shavuos. A lot of you listened to it. A lot of you listened to it online. And thank you for telling me that it helped empower your relationship, your Yamtif. And I thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for helping me to be Mizakimi to help you. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. What I mean by, what am I talking about? I'm talking about marriage. The work does not end. It's every day, every day, every day. I also wanted to give a special shout out and a thank you for all those of you who have actually said, you know what? We're going to join the workshop. We're actually in the middle of our marriage workshop. Baruch Hashem, we have a nice crowd, and I want to tell all of you who came, you took time out of your life to empower your relationship. You said, I'm stopping everything, and once a week at night, I am going to come or listen to teleconference. I, I really can't believe how many people we actually have who came to, to the, or are coming to the workshop. Baruch Hashem, it just, in, honestly, it inspires me. Why does it inspire me? To, like, wow, you're stopping your life for your relationship? That's amazing. That's amazing. Those of you who listen to me every Thursday, every Monday night, you're stopping everything just to empower your relationship. Wow, Mikam Yisrael. What a beautiful, amazing, amazing thing. There are so many things I want to talk about. By the way, today's a live show, June 16th. And wow, what a beautiful, beautiful day. I drive around, I see everybody's graduating from something. Either you're graduating from preschool, or graduating from elementary school, or graduating from high school. There's so many graduations going on. It's such a beautiful thing to see everybody so happy. The balloons. Who's not going to graduation? There's so much going on and we're happy. What's graduation? You know what I'm doing? I'm getting to the next level. I hope that everybody who's listening to me this year is getting to the next level in their marriage. They're like, and you could graduate. You know, I would say after all the graduations with, uh, with, with, with your children, maybe say to your husband or say to your wife, you know what? Why don't we go out and graduate Let's, let's celebrate a graduation for our relationship, for our marriage. We had such a much better marriage this year, much more connecting, much more, much more uniting. We feel more like one. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. And that's something I think, I don't think, I know Kedush would be happy that you celebrate the fact that what? That your marriage is getting to the next level. I was telling the men the other night, and I mentioned this so many times, and that is connecting to your wife is not a nice thing. It's not just... Oh, I want to make my wife happy. Let me check off the checkbox. It's not what it is. What it is, it's actually a way for you to connect to Hashem. When you're connecting to your wife, 
you're connecting to Hashem. When you feel emotionally close to your wife, then what you're doing is you're fulfilling one of the biggest mitzvahs out there, namely, namely being connecting to, 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 to your wife and connecting to Hashem. What is the mitzvah? The Rambam, the Zohar, Chazal tell us it's connecting to your wife. When you connect to your wife, you feel close to her. You feel she understands you. You understand her. You guys feel close and connected. You're actually bringing the Shekhinah into your house. And what you're doing is you are fulfilling one of the biggest, biggest mitzvahs out there. So, so I just want to explain that. It's not just like a nice thing. It's not a nice thing. Oh, checkbox. Okay, that's it. Now let's move on. Okay, and I make money, make my wife happy, blah, blah, blah. It's not the way it works. Okay. There is so much to talk about today. There is so much to talk about today. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I have so much I want to say to you. We had a problem here technically. I know a lot of you were not able to hear me because we had a technical issue here in the studio. Baruch Hashem, we have a beautiful new board, but it takes a while to get used to listening, to, to be able to know how to work it. Okay, like this. I want to start with some, one very important thing. I, I speak, oh, by the way, I almost forgot. Were you Mavatar today? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Were you Mavatar to your spouse today? Did your spouse do something today that you had to let go, that you had to be Mavatar to say, you know what, fine, I'm not, I'm not making an issue of it. I'm just not making an issue of it. Did it happen yet today? If it did and you let it go, congratulations. Congratulations, wow, your marriage is in a different place because you let another thing go. Wow, you know Hashem does this for us on a daily basis, almost constantly, probably constantly, Hashem kel rachem v'chanon, and when you let go today for your spouse, you're connecting to Hashem because that's what Hashem does. Do you realize that, how important it is? Oh, you weren't mevater today yet? It didn't happen to you yet? Oh, wait a little bit. You wait, I'm telling you, you'll see your husband later on, you'll see your wife later on, something's going to happen to annoy you, yeah, something's going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean, my wife, I love, I know you love your wife, I know you love your husband, but that's the way the, the, the system is set up to allow us to be mevater. So being mevater is so, so, so important, and when you do it, and, you know, Chazal brings it down, that when you're mevater, it allows a Kaddish Baruch to say, to be mevater for you, it's so, so, so important. Some of you are thinking you're being mavater. I know a lot of you are thinking you're being mavater, but you're really not. You're really, really not. What am I talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when your wife annoys you because of something that you asked her to do and she just didn't do it again. And the laundry's, the laundry's on the bed again. Or the stuff is, is it, the toys are all over the floor and it bothers you because you're a neat freak. Okay, and, and it bothers you. And in coming to the house, and instead of just letting it go, listen to me, this is very important, completely letting go means not saying anything. That's the key to being mavater. Do not say or mention anything about it. Instead, you are coming into the house, looking at the toys on the floor that wasn't cleaned up. Oh, what a terrible tragedy. Okay, whatever. In any case, you're looking at it, and you're saying, you're saying to your wife, okay, I see the toys on the floor, but you know what? I'm not going to say anything. What is that? Really, really, what is that? That's being mavater? That's, not, that's sticking it to your wife. That's what it is. Ladies, you're doing the same thing. I'm not, I'm not saying all of you, I'm not. I'm just, I, I, I see this happening with a lot of couples where you're, you're thinking you're being mevater, but you're not being mevater. Being mevater means you're not talking about it. You let it go completely. You let it go. If you see the laundry on the bed, it happened again, you just don't say anything. You take the laundry off the bed yourself and you put it in the hamper or in, in the drawers, whatever it is. You just don't talk about it. If your husband didn't leave you money, 
You just figure something out. You don't make a whole hack about it and say to your husband, oh, by the way, you don't leave me money this money, but I was mavater for you. That's not being mavater because then you're hurting his feelings. Gentlemen, I see it more by the men, I hate to say it, where you're hurting your wife's feelings when you have to point out how you're being mevater. That's not called being mevater. Being mevater means you don't say anything about it. You just let it go. And you say, Hashem, I'm doing it for you. That's what you really should do. You say, HaKadosh Baruch I'm doing it for you. The same way you're mevater for me, for my family, I'm being mevater, HaKadosh Baruch Please give me schosen. Please bring me bracha. I'm being mevater for my husband. I'm being mevater for my wife. And it's important just to do it in that way. And the best way to do it is not to let your husband or your wife feel you're being mevater. Just let it go. Let it go as if nothing happened. Just let it go. Don't make faces. Don't clear, you know, <clears throat> none of that. Don't, don't give those eyes that are like, like daggers coming out. Just be mevater. However, however, I hope you didn't close this show yet. I'll tell you why. Because there's one caveat that's very important. And as there's the mevater, there's the mevateri, right? There's the employer and the employee. The mevater is the one who's being mevater. The mevateri is the one who's, who's, who's the uh, subject of being mevater. The person who did something and they're being mevater for, Right? If your husband has been vater for you, ladies, it's very important I'm about to tell you. I'm telling you, you're also going to have to be mavater. <clears throat> Do you hear what I'm saying? I know, this sounds weird. This is a little confusing. What do you mean? If my husband's been vater, so I have to be mavater? I don't really understand how that works. Let me explain you. Many times, your husband will be mavater, and you're going to feel it bothers him. You're going to feel that maybe he's looking at you in a strange way. Maybe he's acting a little weird. Whatever he's doing, I want you to please to focus on the fact that he's not saying anything to you. Because you know good and well that when your husband lets loose, he can say some very hurtful, attacking, criticizing, horrible, toxic words. And he's not doing that. So instead of focusing on the fact that he's upset, and instead of focusing on the fact that he has no right to be upset because he doesn't know what, what went on with you, he doesn't understand your feelings, he doesn't understand the trials and tribulations that you have, which I completely agree with, ladies. I completely agree. I understand that your husband doesn't have an iota of understanding of why whatever happened happened. And if he would ask, he would... Ladies, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't tell your husband, I see you're upset. Why are you upset? I see you're upset. Is that... Okay, the toys on the floor are start becoming defensive. I'm sorry the toys are on the floor. I'm sorry the laundry's on the bed. Or whatever it is. He's being mavater. Let him be mavater. You want to apologize? Okay, you can apologize. Actually, scratch that. I, I, I'm not telling you that apologies are always good. But you know what? Don't make an issue out of it. Don't say to him, why are you upset? I see you're upset. Why are you upset? He didn't say anything. Let it go. But Rabbi Greenfield, it's very, very hard. What do you mean? He has no right to be upset at me right now. Why is he upset? Okay, okay. Ladies who are thinking this, I, I know we all have Yerushalayim over here. If a Kaddish Baruch Hu would deal with us like that, you know what I'm saying? The, the world runs on Midas HaRachamim. It's like, you know, you go to the gas station and you fill up your car. If you fill up your car, you're putting in unleaded gasoline. If you put in, they used to have a thing called leaded gasoline. You put it in your car, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Midas Hadin does not work in this world. I, I'll say this again. Midas Hadin, if you work in a Midas Hadin type of way in your marriage, it's number one, it's not going to last. Number two, you, you can't, you can't sustain a Kaddish Bohu runs our world with Rachamim. 
That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world through chesed. We can't be nitpicky. If your husband is working hard to be mevater, don't make an issue. Fine, he's letting it go. Fine, I'm not making an issue out of it. I, Lamaisa, it's not right. He doesn't even have a right to be upset at me. You're right, you're right, you're right. So what do you want to do, ladies? What do you want to do? Like Rabbi Blach says, what do you want to do? You want to, be, you want to feel right or you, want to, or you want to do what's right? If you want to feel right, go ahead. Why are you upset? I see you're upset. Even though you're not saying anything, I know you're upset. Just let it go, let it go. And gentlemen, don't say a word. And the truth is, guys, if you could be mevater, even with your heart, that's the best way to do it, just to completely let it go. And I know when I say this to the men, men tell me, well, who do you think I am? Some sort of tzaddik, some sort of gadol? You know what? We can aim to be there. And if you can't do it always, maybe sometimes you could do it. Because that's like the highest level. The highest level of being mevater is when your wife bothers you, or if your husband bothers you, not only do you not say anything, but you don't give her that feeling that you're upset. You don't like look at her and whatever. You don't do that. You let it go. But ladies, if your husbands are not doing this, it's your turn to be mevater. So it's like a, it's like a dual thing. But it's so hard, Rabbi Greenfield. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so hard. I try this. Hello, this is Olam Hazeh. This is not Olam Haba. Olam Hazeh is the world of, 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 of Yagiyah the world of working, the world of working on ourselves constantly. And by working on ourselves, we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the way we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you know what? You're right, gentlemen. Maybe today, you know what? Maybe today you missed your Dafya Mishir, and maybe today you only got to learn yourself maybe a half an hour instead of the hour that you usually used to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm not 100%, 100% learning Torah is nothing like learning Torah. The most important thing is learning Torah. But like I said last week, if you're learning Torah and there's no shalom in your house, it's like that car whose tires are flat. I don't care if you're driving a BMW or a Lexus or, or a Lamborghini or a Maserati or whatever you're driving. If your tire is flat, you ain't moving anywhere. I'm not taking the tire away from you. I'm not telling you. The tire is there. The schosim are there. But don't think you're coming home to the Shekhinah because there's no Shekhinah there in your house. There's nothing there. And on the whole of thing, I would say start with your Shalom Bais. Start with your Shalom Bais. Don't say, I'm, I'm going to Ashir. My wife's upset too bad. No, 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 no. Speak to your Rav. Speak to your Posek. Speak to your Godol. They'll all tell you the same thing. Start with your Shalom Bais. That's most important. Now, I just want to mention something else. We speak about being Mavatar. Speak about being Mavatar. So don't, don't say, oh, I'm being Mavatar for you. Oh, by the way, I'm being Mavatar. By the way, you want to tally it up? Tally it up. If your husband does mention it, I'm being Mavatar for you, ladies, it's your turn. Try to be Mavatar. Rabbi Greenfield, that's not nice. It's really not nice. You're right. You're right. It's not nice. Try to let it go. If you can't let it go, then you're going to have to negotiate later on. But definitely not right away. Right away, you have your hats on. You're going to be upset. You're going to get into a fight. You know you're going to get into a fight. But why is my husband saying whatever he's saying? Okay. He's not right. He's not right. And definitely, definitely sometimes you have to negotiate with your husband. I'm not saying that. I speak about it so many times. But not right away. Right away, let it go. Right away, let it go. Okay, I, I want to talk about something. I'm going to jump into something else over here. I'm going to jump into something else. Okay, wow, you're still listening to me. Baruch Hashem. It's so important, these things. It's so important, these things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, there's so much to talk about. I, I want to mention one thing before I, I go to another topic, because I just have to have this on my head, and I just have to really, really release this. Amazing marriages, good marriages, are not based on being within your comfort zone. 
if you're working on autopilot in your relationship, if you're just being nice to your wife because you're just a nice guy, you're a nice guy, so you're being nice to your wife, right? That's not going to make a real successful relationship. It's going to help. It's going to be wonderful. But you and I know Hashem is going to test you. This, something's going to happen that your wife is either, either going to be annoyed at you and when you don't deserve it. That's how you're going to feel at least. Or your wife is going to attack you and you're going to feel it's not fair. Or your wife is going to need your attention when you don't have the time. Now, ladies who are listening to this are going to think, what do you mean he has no time? <laughs> because his priorities are messed up. Okay, that might be. But you know what? In the man's world, in the man's world, who, who a man, which is very hard to multitask and to, you know, to deal with a million things at one time, and he's very focused on his money or on his business or whatever he's focused on right now or his boss or the text that he just got, it's going to be hard for him to stop texting. It's going to be hard for him to stop texting. But, but gentlemen, no one here is going to tell me that they have an easy ride in their marriage. No one's going to tell me that because that's what marriage is all about. Marriage is about challenge. What I'm talking about is comfort zone. So if you're in the middle of texting someone and you're spending time with your wife and you're texting and your wife says to you, can you please stop texting? We're, we're spending time. If you could stop texting, I'd really appreciate it. And you're, oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me just finish this text. What does that mean? Let me just finish this text. What is that? That means you better get over it. You're just going to have to get over that. I'm going to text a little bit. I know it's annoying you right now, but just you're going to have to be mavater for me. Don't put your wife in such a situation. You hear me? Don't put your wife in such a situation. If for whatever reason it is, it's your wife's birthday, and you forgot to, I don't know, to, to, to buy her a present, and it's the middle of the afternoon, you're seeing yourself, oh boy, I forgot to get, get my wife something. I'm not really going to have time to have a crazy day. For you to pick up the phone and tell your wife, I know it's your birthday today, and I feel horrible. I'd love to get you something, but today I'm having a crazy day. So um, I'll get you something. Don't worry. At the end of the week, I'm definitely going to get you something. What? Are you normal? Like, like, seriously, are you normal? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do you, do you have your priorities straight? Do you realize that the number one thing, number one most important thing for Kaddish Baruch when it comes to Shalom, is Shalom bias? Forget about when it comes to Shalom. You know, forget about what I just said. Forget about Shalom. shalom. The most important thing for Akadosh Baruch Hu is that you have Shalom in your house. Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. But Greenfield, are you serious? It's a very strong statement. Take a look at the Rambam. End of Hilchis Hanukkah. See what he writes about why we learn Torah. For one reason, for Shalom. I'm not coming to tell you, I'm not chas v'shalom coming to tell you that Lima Torah is, 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 is A1, number one, nothing more important than learning Torah. But if you're learning Torah without shalom bias, I, I have no words what to tell you. It's your wife's birthday. You're going to hurt her feelings. What are you telling her? You're too busy at work. You have to go to a shear. You have an appointment with your dentist. You have what? It's too bad on you. I'm sorry for being so strong, gentlemen. You messed up. You forgot about it. Now fix it really fast. Don't call your wife with excuses. Don't call your wife with excuses. You better act right away. Right away. You remember? Just, just go do it. Just go do it. If you remember, you have to use the restroom. You, oh, I'm going to ignore it. No, you go. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me. Don't ignore it. This is not food where you can ignore. It, it, it's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. If your wife mentions to you and says to you, you know, you're texting, can you please stop? Stop right away. Stop, just stop. I'm sorry, I'm stopping. Just stop. Just stop. Finish. It's over. You remember it's your wife's birthday. You forgot to buy something. Don't call her up and say, oh, I'm going to buy. You stop everything you're doing 
and, and take care of your wife. She's number one. No, no, I'm sorry, you're right. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is number one. And number two is your wife. But guess what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants your wife to be number one. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that instead of you being busy with business, or whatever you be business with, whatever you're doing, and this, that, the other thing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm not coming to tell you, you know, some people, I say, I say this, and the people, oh, Rabbi Greenfield, do you mean I, have to, I could violate halacha for Shalom Bayis? No, 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 I did not say that. So let's just get that clear. I'm not saying chas v'shalom, you should be violate halacha for Shalom Bayis. I, I never said that, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that you can, you can violate your... Your priorities that you think are more important, i.e. paying that bill right now, i.e. Um, 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 finishing that business deal, i.e. helping your friend with a minion that, that, that he could find himself, or even if he can't find himself, too bad on him because your Shalom Bayez comes, comes first. Or i.e. you promised someone that you're going to do a mechesed and now your wife calls, so now you promised him and you promised it so many times so you're going to do his chesed before your wife. No, no, chesed starts at home. That's what I'm saying. Chesed starts at home. It all starts at home. And what Hashem wants from you unquestionably is number one, to work on your shalom bayis. That's the most important thing before, before everything else. Before anything, I'm not saying, let's get this clear. For the, you know, I hate to say this and I... And I yeah, radicals, the radicals. Baruch Hashem, there's not a lot of you. A lot of you. But make this clear. And no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not coming to tell you, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. We're not violating halacha for shalom bayis. But we have to understand, it starts. It starts with your shalom bayis. That's what it starts with. There's a maisa. I forgot, forgot who this was. It was someone who, 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 who there was a maisa on Yom Kippur with a very, very big gadol who... He he was he was the I forgot it was laning I forgot what it was again it wasn't violating halacha it was on Yom Kippur it was on Yom Kippur and this is a man who the whole the whole year waiting for Yom Kippur the kedusha Yom Kippur he left shul for an hour I'm not sure what he left shul for a half an hour hour whatever it was then he came back people don't understand why did you leave shul what happened over here? you left shul in the middle of Yom Kippur like this like, like this is a big gadol he leaves shul in the middle of Yom Kippur what are you leaving shul in Yom Kippur you know why he left shul? Because he noticed that his wife didn't have the machzor that she likes on Yom Kippur. So he went back to his house to get the machzor for his wife. No, maybe it must have been Rosh Hashanah. Thinking about because it's going to be Yom Kippur. Back to get the machzor for his wife, so his wife will be happy that she has her machzor in Rosh Hashanah. That's what he did. Anybody who's a gadol. Anyone who's a gadol knows and speak speak to your husband that the number one thing is number one priority has to be your wife. So you cannot tell your wife, I know I should do this, but I'm not doing this. Uh, uh, let me just finish the text, okay? I know you're upset, but let me just finish the text. We don't do that. It's unacceptable. It cannot happen. It, it's unacceptable. Now, I know I'm talking to men, but ladies, I'm really talking to you as well. I'm really talking to you as well. Now, the reason I'm not empathizing it for you is because I know that your autopilot is to want to connect to your husband. I, I realize that. So that's why I'm not like, you know, all passionate about it for you. But gentlemen, I know some of you who are listening to me right now are thinking my wife needs to hear this. She has to realize. She has to realize. And I agree. And I totally agree. When you come home and your wife is on the phone, and this is a big one, <laughs> ladies, oh. when you come home and your wife is on the phone, you, first of all, gentlemen, Relax, relax, relax. Let her finish the conversation. It might take a minute or two. Let, let her at least finish. Don't get upset. You're getting upset because she's on the phone? She doesn't know where you're coming. You don't come every day at the same time. So, so relax. L let her finish the phone call. 
But ladies, ladies, if you see that your husband just came home from work, you haven't seen him all day, you're on the phone with whoever it is, doesn't make a difference, even if your mother, whoever it is, I'm not saying not to finish the conversation. You can finish the sentence, and you could say to her, Ma, Bubby, whoever you're talking to, my husband just came home. Let me, we'll finish the conversation a little bit later. Let me just say hello to my husband. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm being chutzpahdik to my mother. I'm being chutzpahdik to my bubby. I'm being chutzpahdik to my friend. Hello. Hello. It's your husband. He just came home. You stop what you're doing and you pay attention to him. Am I being too strong with you? You know, you know, chas v'shalom. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to guide you to Ratzon Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to stop everything and pay attention to your husband. I'm not saying to hang up the phone and you go, I, I get that. I, I totally understand that. But finish the conversation. Say, Mom, I'm sorry to interrupt, but my husband just came home. Believe you me, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it, it'll be beautiful, beautiful words to your mother's ear. Believe you me. Believe you me. Your mother, your mother will be so happy to hear that your husband just came home. She's going to have to have this conversation. I have to speak to my husband right now. It'll be such beautiful. Men get, get, men get so upset. However, gentlemen, gentlemen, don't expect your wife to hang up right away. They'll finish the conversation. They'll finish the conversation. But Rabbi Greenfield, Rabbi Greenfield, I know you just told me that, but, but it's very hard to me. If I'm speaking to my mother and she's complaining to me and this and that, the other thing, whatever it is, it's very hard for me to hang up the phone. I know it's very hard. But how did I start today's class? I said to you, it's working outside of your comfort zone. Not in your comfort zone, outside of your comfort zone. And that's why I'm telling you and I'm telling the men, because the truth of the matter is it's, a big, it's more of a male problem than a female problem. But I'm telling, I'm telling both of you, please, please, for the sake of your shalom bias, your spouse needs to be your first priority. Your spouse needs to be number one. Your spouse is number one. You know why? Because that's what Hashem wants. Hashem wants your spouse to be number one. And if you put your spouse number one, you know what happens? The Shekhinah comes into your house. There is going to be Kedusha in your house. So you might think, okay, great, the Shekhinah is here, the Shekhinah is not here. First of all, if you're talking like this, but let me just extend this. You know what I mean by the Shekhinah is in your house? When I say the Shekhinah is in your house, it means that you have bracha in your house. If you take a look at Navi, if you take a look when the Arna Kaidish was in, were in certain people's houses, it brought bracha to their houses. Wealth, health, nachis. Isn't that important for you? Isn't it important for you to have nachis from your kids? Isn't it important that everybody should be healthy? Isn't it important that there is parnasa? You know where you start? Don't start by working hard for money. Start by providing your wife with what she needs. Namely, attention, appreciation, affection. Start with there. It'll bring bracha into your house. You're working so hard on your business, so hard, and you're not matzliach. And you're thinking to yourself, why am I not matzliach in my business? I'm trying so hard, and everybody else is making money except for me. What's going on? Think about your shalom bias. Think about your shalom bias. Ladies, I'm talking to you also. You're having problems with your children. Your children are being chutzpahdik to you. Your children are, you're getting phone calls from Rabbeim. You don't know what you're going to do with your kid next year. And you have this one kid. You cannot stop thinking about this one child. Such problems. Start with your shalom bias. Be mevater. Let it go. Do the right things. Appreciate what your husband is doing. You're going to see it's going to bring bracha. It's going to bring shechina. And with shechina comes bracha. That's it. With Shechina comes Bracha. I want to tell you something. I want to move to something else right now. So much to talk about. Wow. Okay, like this. Very, very important. And that's like this. Ladies and gentlemen. 
I know we spoke about this many, many times before, but I have to mention this again. And that we all have a right to feel the way we feel. If you feel a certain way, or if your spouse feels a certain way, you cannot attack his feelings, judge his feelings, analyze or assess his feelings. Gentlemen, I'm talking to you as well. If your wife feels a certain way and she feels criticized, she feels negated, she feels attacked, she feels criticized, there is no Pesach, there's no permission for us as men to question our wives' feelings and say to her, why are you so upset? What did I do? Why are you making such a big deal out of it? Why are you getting so emotional? You're making such a this, you make such a that. We don't have a right to question our spouse's feelings. Let me tell you why. Because it's not cognitive. It's completely subconscious and completely autopilot. It's something that, they can, that we do not control. Our feelings do not control. So people say, you know what? You know what's the really, the most worst mida? The worst mida is kas, which is true. But what is meant by that is not that the worst mida is kas because you feel angry. What is meant by that is that it's the worst mida because that unfortunately causes you to lose control, control, attack and criticize and act like an animal. That's why it's the worst mida. But if you feel angry, that's a whole different story. You should definitely work on your midah of kas. You should definitely realize that anything that happens to you is from a Kaddish Baruch Hu and it's all for the good. I understand that and that's what we should strive for. But if you're going to look at your spouse, your wife, let's say, and she's upset about something, you're like, why are you so upset? Why are you making such a big deal out of it? Why is it such a big deal? Cut it out. Cut it out. Because it's not going to bring shalom bias. It's only going to bring fights. Cut it out. She has a right to feel the way she feels. And so do you. Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. If your husband gets upset, why is he so upset? I don't understand. He is what he is. You know what? Is he criticizing you? Is he attacking you? Is he demeaning you? Okay, that's a different story. That's a different story. But we cannot start judging our spouse's feelings. I see this again. I'm sorry, guys. I feel like I'm being so hard on you today. I see this more by my men than women. That, what, that we're judging our wife. Why are you so upset? Why are you make such a big deal out of it? What did I do already? What did I do? Fine. I didn't clear the table. Fine. I, I didn't leave you money. Fine. I wasn't on time. Okay, fine. I wasn't on time. Big deal. Relax. I wasn't on time. I understand graduation is important. I was there, I was there on time. Okay, I didn't come early for the pictures. Why are you making such a big deal out of it? Why is this so important for you? Why are pictures so important for you? Men are asking their wives. I don't understand. You make the whole wedding becomes a picture. The whole graduation becomes pictures. If forget about the graduation, now it's all about pictures. You know what? For your wife, this is important. So accept it. Stop fighting her. Stop fighting and attacking and criticizing and asking her why it's so important. Because for her, it's important. And that's the way it is. And stop trying to change her because this is the way she feels. Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. Stop trying to change your husbands. He thinks differently. He feels differently. He appreciates differently. This is who he is. I'm not saying he shouldn't provide you with your primary needs. 100%. You know I talk about that. But not question why you'd be all upset. Why you upset? For him, this is important. For you, this is important. And that's what, that's what Shalom Bais is all about. Shalom Bais is accepting that I'm not you and you're not me. We are completely different and opposite people. And you know something? It's okay. I accept you for who you are. I totally accept you. 
So you know what, Shifra? You know what, Rachel? You know what, Devora? For you, the pictures are important. I wasn't on time, and you're right. I wasn't in the pictures before graduation. I, I wasn't part of those pictures, and you're very, very upset about it. So instead of me attacking you and questioning you and trying to fix it and tell you we'll take pictures afterwards, you know what I'm going to say to you? I am sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. But what do you mean? She's not right. She's really not right. She's making a whole big issue of stupid pictures. She ruins the whole graduation. My daughter now is not going to be happy because of the whole fight. There's going to be a big fight. I get everything that you're saying, gentlemen. I get everything you're saying. Be mevater. Hashem is mevater with us. Let it go. Let it go. It's an incredible opportunity for you to bring bracha. Let it go. Just apologize. She'll get over it as long as you apologize. And you really take it seriously. And next time that it happens, you try to be there on time. Not just apologize. A lot of you are apologizing and not doing anything. Apologize and really try to make an effort to change. You know, when I say apology, I know many of you are thinking, it's not, it's not important the apology. I just, want, I just want him to change. I don't care. You can apologize to the moon. He apologizes all the time. I just want him to change. I, I know. I know you're thinking that. I know you're thinking that. And gentlemen, I hope you're listening to me right now because the truth of the matter is when you apologize, don't think, okay, that's it. Checkbox. No. You apologize. You, you don't even start the checkbox. You don't even mark the checkbox. All you're doing is taking the pencil and getting close to the paper. You know what the checkbox is? The checkbox is next time there's graduation or next time there's a wedding or next time there's a bar mitzvah that you're going to be early as, you're, as you realize it's important for your wife, even though for you, you're thinking it's ridiculous. We have to be there an hour earlier for the pictures. But you know what? For my wife, it's important. I'm going to be there early for my wife. I'm going to be there early for my wife. And ladies, I'm talking to you as well. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you as well. So if it's important for your husband to be there on time for the shmug because he's on to the food and he feels if he misses the shmug, he misses everything. Silly, stupid, I could, I could make him food at home, we could go to a restaurant. It's important for him. So you know what? You're going to try to be extra early. I, you have to take care of the kids. I, whatever it is. So you know what? Instead of getting upset, you say to him, Moshe, I want to be on time for you. I really do. Let's do this together. If you can take care of the baby, if you could, if you could just clean the kitchen or whatever it is, I think I'll be able to make it on time. So let's work together as a team. And together, as a Shem, I know it's important for you. We'll be on time for the Shema because I know it's important for you. My husband is Shema. I mean, come on. Doesn't he realize? No, I'm not, I, I, know that he, I know that he might not realize how much it takes for you to prepare for the wedding and how much it takes for him. Maybe he just puts on a black uh, suit and a white shirt and that's it. And it's all over and it's all wonderful, right? And for you, you have to get ready. You have to get dressed. You have to think about what you have to wear. You have to worry about the baby. You have to worry about the kids, about the babysitter. He doesn't get it. I know he doesn't get it. Ladies, ladies, I I'm going to say it here on there in front of everybody, everybody. He doesn't get it. Fine, he doesn't get it. But you know what? He's a man. He's a man. So instead of getting upset, you know what you're going to do? You're going to say to him, Moshe, I know it's important for you to be on time for this wedding. Let's work on this together. Here's what I got to do. I'm an, while I get dressed, I'm going to ask you to please take care of the kid. Please just tell the babysitter A, B, C, D, F, G. Leave her money and we'll go together. And it'll be good. Because it's important for you. And the same thing for the men who, are, who need, or their wives need to go early for the graduation or for the wedding or for the bar mitzvah because they want to take the pictures. I know it's not important for you, but it's important for her. If it's important for her, it should be important for you. Do, do you let, me, let me just repeat what I just said. If it's important for her, it should be important for you. I don't mean that you should feel that the pictures are important. No, no. I'm not, I, I, guys, I get it. You're not into pictures. I, I get that. I get that. And I'm not trying to convince you that you're also going to be into pictures. But what I am saying, it's important for your wife emotionally. For her, in her reality, 
This is important. It's important for her to have memories. It's important that she could take this simcha and carry it along throughout her life for whatever reason it is, even if there's no good reason. It's important for her, so make it important for you. Not in a necessarily in an emotional way, but in a cognitive and a behavioral way. Do what you can to be early to the wedding. Do what you can to be early to the graduation. Do what you can to be early to the bar mitzvah. It's important for her. Make it important for you. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's all, all, all I'm saying. And let's not judge the other person's feelings and say, well, how come it's so important for you? Or how come you're so upset? How come? What did I do already? Why are you making such a big issue out of it? Why are you making such a big issue out of it? Stay away from those words. That's not Ratzon Hashem. Hashem doesn't want us to question our spouse's feelings. And why? And why? And why? Stop with the whys. Take the whys, you know, take it out. Take the letter Y and the question Y, take it out. Stop asking why to, to your spouse. No more whys. Instead say, Rivka, Sarah, Shifra. Say to her, you know what? I don't understand why this is important for you, but if it's important for you, it's important for me. I don't understand why you're so upset. I... I if I would have realized that this would hurt your feelings, I would have never done that. Do you, do you hear those words? This is probably the most important piece of this whole show. If I would have realized that would have hurt your feelings, I wouldn't have done that because I love you and I care about you. That's what you should say to your wife. If I would have realized. What's better to say is I'm sorry, period, the end. But I know you can't say that. I know you can't say that. You know why you can't say that? Because you didn't do something so horrible. Why should I apologize? She has to understand. Right? That's true. That's true. So, you know what? If you could be miscaber on yourself and just say, I'm sorry, period, the end. Oh boy, you're racking points as if to say. Oh boy, you are, you are, I'm telling you, those chusim, wow. Wow. You, you completely mevate and apologize for something you didn't do. Wow, 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 wow. You can't do that. You can say, Rachel, if I would have realized what I did, I would have never done that. I, I, really, I really and sincerely apologize. I really and sincerely apologize. So that's important. And not, 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 and not to get into the tit for tat. Meaning, and I know I'm also upset at you, and what you did was worse. No, no, no. What? We're going to judge what's worse. What you did to me is worse. What I did to you, what I did to you is not so bad. Because usually with these types of things, it, it's like, there's like a double hurt. It's a double hurt. It's you hurt me, I hurt you, I hurt you, you hurt me. It goes back and forth and back and forth. So you know what I say always? Okay, who was the man? Meaning, who came over in the relationship, as if to say, this is the saying of the man. Who came over and said, I know you didn't mean it, but when you did this and that, the other thing, it really hurt my feelings, right? Who did that? Your wife did it? She came over to you? She communicated in a non-attacking, critical way? You know what? She did the right thing? Just apologize. Say, I'm sorry. That's it. Don't say to her, well, actually, actually, you're right, but you also did something to me, and that was worse, or... No, 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 no. One by one, first deal with her hurt. Then, after you finish dealing with her hurt, you can deal with your hurt, and you can say, okay, apology. And I, I want to mention something else, also, very important. Those of you who are coming to the workshops, we, we discussed, we're gonna, don't worry, we're going to discuss this at length because there's a whole formula to this. But Because I only have seven and a half minutes left. I want to say like this, very, very important uh, as far as apologies are concerned. This is very, very important. 
there's a formula to apologize. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Two things. Number one, number one, this is very, very important what I'm about to say. If your husband or your wife apologizes, don't stick in needles. Don't stick the needles in and say, do you know what you did? Do you even realize how bad it was? Yeah, and, 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 uh, and, and did you realize what he did before? Do you understand what he did to me and the kids? Do you, you understand how the kids were affected by this also? He or she apologized. Cahogan, we're going to talk in a second what Cahogan means. We're going, to, we're going to talk about what Cahogan means. But he or she apologized. Even that Cahogan. They apologized. The best thing is to accept the apology and move on. Same way, we, we apologize to HaKadosh Baruch all the time. Rosh <laughs> Kippur. You're not going to apologize to Hashem? How many times are you going to say Hashemnu, Bagadnu? How many times are you going to say it? How many times? Once? Twice? Through, throughout Slichot and throughout your Shana, throughout Yom Kippur, how many times are you going to say Hashemnu? Now I ask you, after Hashem Yom Kippur, you think you're not going to do it? You're not going to do it anymore? You're not going to do it anymore? All the verse that you did, a lot of them you can do again. So how can you expect the Kodesh to, to accept your apology? You know how? Because we accept our spouse's apology, even though they didn't mean it 100%, even though it didn't come out of that, we accept them with advice. That's number one. Now, if you're not holding there, if you're not holding there, or, or you're, just, you're not ready, and I know some of you are thinking, Rabbi Greenfield, whoa, 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 Rabbi Greenfield, whoa, whoa. If my husband did something that was tragic, you want me to accept his apology? I can't. I, I'd like to. I, I can't. I can't emotionally. I just cannot do that. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But you know what you could say to your husband? Thank you for your apology. I'm going to need some time. Let me see. And I want to add two things here. It's very important. Number one, especially for the men. If you're going to apologize to your wife, hope, number one, hopefully it's going to come from the heart. I really hope it's going to come from the heart. I really, really hope. Ladies, if it doesn't come from the heart, be mavater, be mavater, be mavater. Rebecca Greenfield, it's very easy speaking as a man. You don't realize how much my husband hurts me. You don't realize. Ladies, I know. I know, I know that I, I know that I don't know. I know that I don't know. But if your husband apologizes, the fact that he mouthed an apology means that he did it cognitively. Try to at least tell him, "I hear your apology. I need time." Don't tell your husband you don't mean what you're saying. You, you, you know, you stop lip servicing. It's nothing. Don't tell that to your husband. You could say to your husband, "I okay, okay. I hear your apology. I'm gonna need time." Rabbi Greenfield, I don't like what you're saying right now because I don't like what you're saying, Rabbi Greenfield. You don't like what I'm saying? So why don't you think about the relationship that you have with Hashem, okay? You know, Gunawel Kadesh Bachu could do the exact same thing to us. Oh, Hashemnu Bagadnu Gazalnu? Ha ha ha. Hashemnu Gazalnu. You're going to do exactly the same thing. This is all lip service. Don't know that. It's not the way a Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. A Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world with Rachmanis. Let's have Rachmanis. Rachmanis means you're wrong, I'm right, I'm letting it go anyways because you apologize, even if it didn't come from the heart. Now, if you cannot let it go, at least say to your husband, I'm going to need some time. However, I, there's one caveat here, and I, it's very important for the husbands here. Very, very important for the husbands. And that is like this. After you apologize, I need you to look at your wife and to say to her, are you okay? Meaning, I'm not just going to apologize and run away. I'm not just going to apologize and move on. That's, I'm not like checking off the checkbox. I apologize, boom, it's over, now let's move on. You better accept it, Rabbi Greenfield said, Rabbi Greenfield said, no, 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 cut it out. Cut it out. Take a look in the mirror Take accountability for your actions. Realize you made a mistake. Okay, you're not horrible. None of us are horrible. 
you made a mistake and you can and you can feel a little bit bad for what you did and you can ask your wife are you okay i'm not doing this as a checkbox apologize bye apologize bye apologize apologize i apologize that's not, that's not, that's not Ratzon Hashem. What Kaddish Baruch Hu wants you to do is to take a look in the mirror, think about the fact that you did something which was unacceptable, or maybe not so unacceptable, but it wasn't so good, and just apologize. And after that, you ask your wife, are you okay? Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. If you're going to apologize to your husband for whatever it is, and I know that most of the time you're apologizing, <laughs> there's really no reason for it. I know what you're thinking. A lot of I apologize to my husband just for Shalom Bais. I hear this all the time. I know many of you really don't even have to do it. Almita said, then you don't really have to apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just doing Shalom Bais. I get that. I get that. You are Tzitkanios. I'm telling you, Mashiach is in the air. You are Tzitkanios. But what I am also telling you is, please, 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 ask your husband, are you okay? Either he's going to say yes, or he's going to say, I need to think about it. Or at least he's going to say to you, thank you for apologizing. And that's what we should both be doing to our spouses. Thank you for apologizing. I appreciate you apologize. I'm not okay yet. I'm going to need some time. But thank you for apologizing. And that's fine. Wait a minute. Why are you not okay? I didn't do anything wrong. I knew I shouldn't apologize to you. Why am I even wasting my breath with you apologizing because you don't accept it anyways? You're just tough with everybody. Don't do that. Don't do that. An apology means self-pasuk. You're apologizing and then you ask your wife. Are you okay? To apologize any other way is, is not Kahogan. It's not Kahogan. It's not the way we apologize. It's not the way we apologize. I'm sorry. But that's, it's, this is not. This is not. Noah came out of the Teva. He felt so bad. He looked at the world and he's like, oh, the whole world was destroyed. I could have saved people. I, I, he felt like... He felt so horrible. He felt so horrible. He's looking around. There's no world. It's all gone. Maybe he could have done something else. Maybe he felt so, 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 so bad. He brings a carbon to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Right? So what, what, what does a Kaddish Baruch Hu do? Kaddish Baruch Hu accepts his carbon? Of course a Kaddish Baruch Hu accepts his carbon. The whole world was destroyed in the time of Noah. The whole world was destroyed. So what? Noah is just going to get away by bringing a carbon? That's it? different ways of looking at it. Obviously, there were, some people said that Noach was a tzaddik. But to make a long story short, the Chazal tell us that from here we see that if someone is trying to be Mephias you, someone is trying to apologize, don't give him or her the business. Just say, thank you for your apology. I'm a little bit better now. Or thank you for your apology. I'm still not okay. I'm going to need some time. Thank you for your apology. I, 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 I'm going to need some time. I'm going to need some time. And you know something? If it was a really, really, really horrible, 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 horrible thing, and you see your wife is still upset, you can come over here and apologize to her again. It's nothing wrong. You, you could do that. You could do that. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying you could do that. You really could do that. You could be Mephias her. And also remember something very important, gentlemen. This is very, very important. Many times you're going to feel your wives are being very, very sensitive. Like, you're not making a big deal. Like, like, what did you do already? You asked her about whether she'd finish the dishes. You, you asked her for the fork. You did you that. Okay, fine. So you maybe you, you didn't appreciate her. Like, why is she making such a big deal? You know why she's making such a big deal out of it? Let me tell you why. Because it is a big deal. What you did is a very, very big deal. Maybe for you it wouldn't be a, a big deal, right? But what does the Ramam say? Ramam says you have to honor your wife more than you honor yourself because you have to realize that the Gemara tells us we have to be careful. 
Have, be very careful with hurting your wife's uh, feelings. Be very, very careful with hurting your wife's feelings. Why? Because your wife's feelings are vulnerable, they're sensitive. That means her hurt is going to be sensitive. And you do not have an excuse by saying, well, she's sensitive. My wife is sensitive. So you know what? Of course, she's sensitive. It's her problem. No, it's not her problem. It's your problem. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created her. And I could promise you, if you would be in her shoes, you would be exactly the same way. So instead of judging your wife, say to her, you know what? I hope, I, 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 I feel terrible for what I've done. I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I hope you forgive me. And then you can ask her, are you okay? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. It's always nice to hear feedback, 917-397-2841. Have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, inspiring, and connecting week.